Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode, which is episode number 104 of the podcast. And today we're going to talk about doing passion projects as a creative outlet. But before we get on to that, as always, we want to say a big thank you to our latest Kofi supporters. And we will thank each of you personally at the end of the show. Yeah, we always really appreciate the support because not only does it help us towards the cost of running Kickaby Creatives, which helps keep us doing what we do, it also shows that you like what we're doing. So thank you very much for that. Uh, We've also got a podcast review. We always really appreciate those because it helps people see our podcast. And it says, great show, five stars. Tara and Sandra, hosts of the podcast, highlight all aspects of building creativity how to spend more time creating, and more in this Can't Miss podcast. The hosts and expert guests offer insightful advice and information that is helpful to anyone that listens. And that is from Mal Foxley via Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we really appreciate that. Thanks so, so much. Um, We also want to say a quick thank you to everyone who's been sharing their work with us for the challenges on social media. A quick shout out to Kez Granger-Hurst. Now, Kez has only just joined the group and is starting with the Kick365 Challenge. So what a commitment to start off with. And anyone who doesn't know, Kick365 is basically drawing, um, doing one drawing a day for every, well, for 365 days. So yeah, hats off, Kez, for that. And good luck. Um, also, Sana Sira, she's been doing the 50 Ways to Draw a Face Challenge, and she's been getting more and more creative with those. And I think that's what's so good about that challenge, because in the end, you're forced, aren't you, to get a bit more creative, because otherwise it would just get tedious, not just for the artist, but obviously also for the viewer. Um, so yeah, with lots and lots of work shared with us. What about you, um, Tara? Anything caught yeah, you Yeah, well, I, I just wanted to explain the 50 ways to draw a face because if you haven't seen that challenge basically all these challenges are on our website all different creative challenges to help you be more creative throughout the year and uh, 50 ways to draw a face is basically you find one reference photo so that could be it could be yourself you could do a self-portrait it could be any photo you find on a sort of royalty free site and then you draw it in 50 different ways. So you might use different mediums, you might use different styles. You can basically take it in any different way you want. And we've seen some really unusual ways of taking it, haven't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like anything goes, basically. Yeah. And we've also seen if you don't like drawing people, there's someone who's doing it with a cat's face. So, you know, take it whichever direction you like. And I've actually got two people who've, who've been doing that challenge. I've got Lena Siomi. I hope I'm saying that right. And she's done so the 50 ways to draw a face challenge and she's been so creative. She's got some really fantastic styles. She's basically done all of herself, but she's made her face the Statue of Liberty. She's made it a pig and a playing card. They, <laughs> they are so fun. I really loved hers. And then I've also got another one, Joe Brown. Uh, she's prickly witch on instagram i did ask her about that because she sounds quite daunting doesn't she i did not know that's who prickly witch was <laughs> really? after all this 
time. <laughs> yeah, I was a prickly witch. I thought, oh, you must be quite scary to me. Yeah. But, it's, but it's apparently because she's uh, really into cactus or something. Oh, cactus. Cacti. Yes, prickly. And I, can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember where the witch, she did tell me where the witch bit came from as well, but oh. I can't remember that bit. But anyway, she's been doing the 50 ways to draw a face. And uh, she actually joined before it was an official challenge because I'd been doing it myself as a challenge. And then she said, oh, can I join in? So she was the first after me. And then we made it like an official challenge, didn't we? But she does the absolutely most amazing blind contours. Yes. I, oh, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. They, they look so quirky. If I do, and they don't look anywhere near as good as hers. But yes, love those. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a feast for the eyes every time we go on, isn't it? And now, as we record this, it's what, the 1st of, no, it's 2nd of February. So we've got a new month, obviously, on the go. And I'm looking forward to seeing what, what um, you know, what everyone comes up with for this month. Anyway, Sandra, you've been away for I quite have. a while. So I want to know what is new with you, apart from your white and your brown bits. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a photo of my white no, bits? No, thank you. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> no, I know this because because Sandra at the moment we're recording on this online platform, and Sandra has called herself Sandra White Bits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have got lots of white bits. So um, yeah, I, I've been on holiday, and actually, funny enough, the last time we did a recording, the two of us, because we did a couple of interviews, didn't we, before Christmas? Yeah, we did. So we did um, the Nick George, and we did the Kevin Wells. So, and I think before that, we did. Um, one between the two of us and it feels like weeks <laughs> since and then we, of course we had a break over we always have a break from one podcast just over Christmas so we get a bit of a rest and um, yeah so it feels like forever ago since we actually did any recording so today I'm like oh my god <laughs> no I actually felt a little bit nervous this morning no <laughs> yeah. is Talking that why to we you. had to record the first part about 12 times <laughs> yeah but you, you must admit you did mess up as well yeah we did we did not as much as I did yeah <laughs> yeah but I've been on holiday um for the first time obviously in a very long time bef- since before the first lockdown so um that was absolutely lovely and it was really nice to get away from the c word we all know what i mean um for a while um and just not hear about it it's like it didn't exist and it because it, it was a little island so really you know and everyone had been tested you know about 50 million times before they went to the island so it was absolutely lovely and it was 32 degrees pretty much the whole time and now I'm freezing. Um, but we had a lot of, um, well, just really, really recharged. And funny enough, I was going to sketch. Like I always say, I'm going to sketch when I go on holiday. But every time I go on holiday somewhere hot, I realize it's too hot to sketch. Because A, the blank, you know, the white page just glares straight back at you in your face. So you can't, I find that really, really difficult unless I'm right in the shade. Um, and even when I'm in the shade, it's so hot it's you get sweaty holding a pencil do you know what I mean so yeah. it's like do you know what I did do a bit of sketching in the airport but I didn't go beyond that and I, I wasn't going to beat myself up about it but I have to say um roving jay who is a member of our um Facebook group, group she would have had loads of inspiration um because oh beach bums beach bums yeah and it's funny because in where I went, you know, I mean, you, you're not, you have to wear a, a bikini, you have to wear cover up as in you can't go topless or anything like that. And, and I wouldn't anyway at all. And, and I like, I don't know about you, Tara, but I really like to have my 
my bum um tucked in really <laughs> I, I, I don't even like wearing a bikini I like you know full full jeans and sweatshirt. Oh, not me. in that heat, you wouldn't. <laughs> honestly, no, I know, but I don't. I'm not really keen on bikinis. Oh no, I don't mind a bikini, but I I want I want one where my bum feels like it's sort of um, I don't know enclosed. <laughs> <Hammock>. I guess <laughs> a hammock. Thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah. So so um, but obviously it must be the fashion at the moment to wear as little as possible because. The, the thongs out there are so funny. I mean, Paul and I, we were spotting the thongs. <laughs> we were like, there's another one. There's another one. But yeah, it was quite funny. And I did think about, I did think about you, uh, Jay, when I was over there. I was like, yeah, she'd have loved it here. She'd have had a, a field day because um, she paints a lot of or draws a lot of beach bums for her um, uh, challenges. So yeah, I did think about you. <laughs> um, oh, and apart from my holiday, um, when I got back, obviously I was really itching to get back to painting because just before I went away, I had finished my latest wine bottle painting. And um, I am not one who, I don't really like not having a painting on the go. I don't know what it is. It feels like there's a big thing missing <laughs> from, from I don't know, just from my day-to-day life. I love knowing I've got one on the go. And of course, coming back, I didn't have one on the go and I the first thing I wanted to do was pick up a paintbrush and I thought I can't leave it I need to get one on the go straight away and pretty much um, by day two I had already got one set up and it is on the go as we speak I've already done the first well the underpainting the tonal layer um, and the shadow what I call my map of shadows Um, so I've already done that and it's ready for the first color layer so I'm really excited to get onto that um, in the next well probably on Friday now I suspect um because tomorrow I'm going to the Van Gogh Immersive Experience in London oh, yeah, wow. with my friend Kerry. So, yeah, so that's going to be amazing. That was my other news I had. Um, oh, yeah, that's, oh, you have to tell me, it's like you can take some video to share I it. don't think you're allowed. Are you allowed? I don't oh. think you're allowed. I think that's one of the rules. You, you can't oh. take any photos or videos, which is a shame. But Has I've Kerry seen, seen it before? It, no, no. Yeah. She um, she actually got the tickets for my 50th birthday. <laughs> oh, lovely. So that was really nice, lovely of her. And, um, yeah, can't wait. So I'm looking forward to, to going to see that tomorrow. I'll be really intrigued to see what it's like because I've seen – kind of seen clips of it on facebook but uh, that's all you know so yeah yes i will let you know next time we talk on the podcast i will tell you all about it but um anyway what is new with you well i wrote my notes so long ago because we were going to record this during christmas holidays weren't we (laughs) yeah (laughs) we were both we were both too slovenly lazy to do it like yeah let's leave it yeah (laughs) (laughs) till the last minute yeah so, so basically, mine says that I finished, and I did. I finished my 50 Ways to Draw a Face Challenge. That was obviously before Christmas. I finished quite a while before Christmas, actually, I think. Mm. Oh, oh, no, was it 20? I know I made sure I finished it before then, yeah. which I really enjoyed, and I did learn a lot. And one thing I learned is never dismiss a material that you think you don't like. Yeah. Because I now absolutely love charcoal. Wow, I did not expect that. I know because you don't like mess I know um and now I'm doing things that are, are really messy yeah. basically but but what it was you'll be doing oil I, painting next oh no I don't think I'm gonna go that far but I can't say that can I no but anyway I saw a video by Cara Bullock 
um, she's got an art school, which we've got a, a class or two on, haven't we? Well, we've got a class on and then we've got, let's face it, I'm a teacher on. Um, but she did this demo of using charcoal with gesso. So she'd used charcoal and then she got this, I think it was a squeegee or something, uh, and pulled that over the top of it. And I thought, I wonder if it worked with matte medium. So I tried it, but I used a roller instead, like a kid's little sponge roller. Oh, and I love it. <laughs> and I'm really excited by it. But the texture, so basically what, what I hate about charcoal is the way that once you put it down, it still blooming keeps coming off, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, so, it smudges, doesn't it? Yeah. Smudges like nobody's business. Yeah. And it doesn't matter that you've sprayed it with fixative. It still, I don't know, it still comes off. Now this, of course, it still does come off a bit, but that layer of matte medium does do quite a reasonable fix. Would it work with pastels it? as well then, I guess? Would yeah, it? I, it, I think it worked with pastels, but also with ink tents. I've tried it with ink tents as well. Mm. I think I've tried it with test. I have tried it with pastels. But yeah, so, but what you get is obviously it spreads when you put this thing on. So you get some lovely textures and lovely marks. And then what she hadn't done, which I did, was by mistake, I thought I was getting some more matte medium out and squirting it on. But in fact, I grabbed hold of a, a white gouache tube. So basically, I then squirted on my picture that I was quite liking a load of gouache paint. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've just squirted white paint. So I was getting, like, kitchen roll, wiping it all off, trying to get – and I love the effect. So that was what you call a happy accident then. A real happy accident. So now I'm doing very similar now for the work I'm doing at the moment, but I'm using a white acrylic. I'm using matte medium white acrylic, and I just love it. It's kind of a real – it's quite a dark kind of moody effect. Yeah, I I mean, obviously – because I was on holiday away, I had very limited chance to actually get online um, at all. So, I, you know, I hadn't seen any of them apart from one which popped up on my screen when I happened to be in a Wi-Fi area. And it, it was one you'd put on LinkedIn, I think. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And obviously, when I came back and I looked, I thought, it's it's just amazing how much that 50 ways to draw a face has has evolved your already amazing work but into something on another level and what I really find fascinating is the fact it's still very much your style but you just you're just doing different things with your style which is so it's genius really I was really impressed I have to say I was really impressed I was loving looking through I thought wow this is actually um a really good example of just how challenges can like involve your work yeah and what what I'm liking about it is it's a lot more painterly I Mm, guess than what I was doing because I guess the others had a hint of illustration in them and also these are a lot more muted in some cases aren't they yeah no you know you've gone from really bright punchy colors to something more muted and a bit like you say a bit moody and yeah, it's, it's it's totally different feel. A bit like I guess when I, you know, I've got kind of I've always said I've had two yeah, two dark sides, and light. Yeah. yeah, two sides to my art. Same my style, but I have a dark like what I call a dark side and a light side. So some of my paintings are really light and bright, and some are very dark and moody. Um, and it's really I enjoy bracing both of those, and it depends on my mood as to which I I paint. And I guess it's going to happen, you know, like that for you. 
Yeah, I think I've always had this black and white side. So I used to, although these aren't black and white, they're very quite monotone, aren't they? Mm. Um, but I've always had, so I liked drawing in black and white a lot. Mm. But then I would do these full colour things. So I guess it's almost bringing that out, but yeah. it's in a much more painterly fashion. Do you want my other news? I think I know what you're going to say. You, you know on. what it is already. Yeah. So yes. I've also sold two NFTs. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> I know. I, I'm trying to work out how to sound like surprised. <laughs> but I really know. <laughs> well, okay, that, this is amazing. For, for anyone who doesn't know, there's this, well, it's not actually a new thing now, but it probably started to get a little bit more well-known last year these things called NFTs and what they are is digital art. You know how you'd have a, a JPEG of your work. So whether you, if you create digitally, obviously that's how your work is anyway, it'd be a JPEG or, or whatever. Um, but if you're creating traditionally, you could obviously scan that or take a photo of it, or you could make it into an animation, anything like that. Um, but basically you're selling that. So that is, I don't know how you say this. So the, the computerized fancy thingy, <laughs> I was explaining this really well. So basically, it goes through this computerized system, but basically that says, oh, there is one piece of art or however many editions you decide to create of it. Mm -hmm. So I say I've done mine one of one. Yeah. There is one of those JPEGs of that piece of art and you are selling it. Um, Because of the documentation in this computer program, we can prove then that if someone buys it, they then own it. So it's, it's like an ownership of a piece of digital art and they can sell on that digital artwork. Right, right. But they can't officially, unless you write it into the contract, they can't print off loads of versions and sell them. But, but the interesting thing about this as well is the royalties. Um, in fact, that you build a royalty into it. So say, say I put up digital art and you bought it, for example. Mm. I would build into that a 5% save royalty. And so then if you decide to sell that to someone else, I would get 5% of whatever you sell it for. Yeah, yeah. And then it would keep on going. So if that got sold again. I see. Am I getting boring? <laughs> Don't worry, I'm just going to edit a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What other news you know have what? you got? I, I wish I could edit you in real life. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, you couldn't live without me. I bet you've really missed me while I've been away. Yeah, what are you talking I really about? Miss you. I feel lovely. <laughs> um anyway is that all your news uh, is that not enough do you want me to see what else oh also i know i was one, gonna one say more you've, thing. you've got something yes, else got one something. more thing is that i've decided i've got to get my ugly mug on the camera more oh that was not what i thought you were going to share oh you did a self-portrait and why did you do that oh yeah i did a but that is i suppose that is my ugly mug on on film I, I don't really like being in photos or videos that much to be perfectly honest I just I find it a bit excruciating to watch yourself back well I don't um, I tend not to watch myself back <laughs> yeah but you sometimes have to when you yeah, edit it don't yeah. you so anyway there was I wanted to end enter the portrait artist of the year competition but annoyingly to enter you've always got to do a self-portrait and it's like oh it's put me off so many times I've done it once before and the self-portrait was awful I did um so I thought right gotta do it so I set myself up with my camera took about a thousand photos hoping they'd be a good one um and I actually took a photo I thought that's not bad actually I've actually managed to hide me hide me flabby chin <laughs> you know I've got I've got my hat on 
cover up messy hair. I thought, that, that's one. I almost look like an artist there. So um, I drew it. And I actually liked the, the end drawing, which is highly unusual as well. That's the one I saw on LinkedIn, isn't it? Yeah. And I almost, I almost went and did a bit more on it, like put some type, you know, scribbled type or something, or, you know, worked into it a little bit more. And I was going like, no, stop, 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 stop. You know, because I think I stop while I'm ahead because I never, ever like portraits that I've done on myself, self-portraits. So stop. Yeah. So I did. And then I sent it off. And it was amazing. So, yeah, I, I think everybody should have their fingers crossed for Tara to get in because yeah. if you but... get in, you're taking me with you, you see. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't a... think I'll get in because there's so many people going for this thing, but yeah, I'm if, if you myself do, anyway. If you do, I'm going to be standing behind you the whole time. Oh, no. I'm going to be whittering in your ear and I'm going to be um, bringing you coffee and Now's the time we have to hope for a lockdown, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Tara! <laughs> terrible thing to say. <laughs> Why are you bringing me bananas? Well, to keep your mental energy up. Oh, I thought that was if you're running a marathon. No, I think it's mental energy as well, bananas. Is it? Mm. Oh. Yeah. You're not going to feed me a banana while I'm playing <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, maybe I could do that and then you don't have to stop. <laughs> On the fork. <laughs> Anyway, that's, if, that's just weird. If that is the only news you've got, um, only news, <laughs> not enough. <laughs> it's, it's it's a lot more than you normally have. I must have it. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> no, but but I might should get something done for myself while you're yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. But we are talking today about uh, doing passion projects as a creative outlet. Um, so that's our topic today. Finally, we finally get onto it. Um, and people thought that was a bit spicy, didn't they? Well, yeah. I mean, when you suggested that topic, I, I yeah. to be honest, I thought, what is what does she mean, passion projects? Um, I had no clue Pers- to be honest. Personal, pro- yeah. personal projects. I usually call them, uh, but I think passion sounds a bit more interesting for a title. I, I was going to say, it? did you make that term <laughs> up? Passion I don't know. project? Or no, th- I think. I think I have heard that before, passion projects. Oh. But yeah, normally I'd call them personal projects. But yeah, well, it makes I, a nicer headline. I just thought, oh, she's she's being rude. <laughs> no, I wasn't. She's being rude. But no, you were. You were perfectly serious. And so I asked you, didn't I, to explain what you meant by a passion project. And once you sort of explained it, it did make perfect sense to me, um, which is unusual because you don't normally make perfect <laughs> sense. <laughs> So a passion project simply means something you do entirely for your own pleasure and not something you start off with the intention of it leading to anything in particular. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it won't lead anywhere, but you don't do it with that sole intention in mind. It's purely for the joy. And one thing I would say as an artist who sells and paints in a particular style and subject, I think a passion project can be a really good way of stretching your creative legs, if you like. So something you don't have to share with anyone if you don't want to. Um, it's a way of just playing and not having any end game in mind. So that's how that's how I, once you'd explained it, that's what I got from that. So what would you do, say, if you were going to do a, pers- a, pers- a personal or a passion project? Explaining how you've just explained it, for example. Well, okay, so, so I... I mean, I suppose with me, I I do that anyway because I always paint what I want. I've I've never sort of been one to paint for anyone in particular apart from what I love to paint and and hopefully they sell, which is great. But I suppose if that's something you do all of the time and you wanted to 
um just you just you know what if I felt like one day I want to go out and do some landscapes just some sketches of some landscapes and I really want to just do that for fun I mean, I can't think of anything more tedious than landscapes because I don't, I don't like that. I love looking at other people's, but I don't like painting them. But say that's what I wanted to do, then I, I would not then be sharing that online because it's not what I do. It's not even, it's not what I'm known for at all. It's just something I'd be doing for fun, and I wouldn't feel like I had to do anything with it. That said, if they started being, you know, becoming something, I really thought, wow, you know, these would make nice. I don't know, greetings cards or something, I might then, at the end of it, think, oh, perhaps I will put it online and maybe somebody would spot it and maybe they might sell. I don't know. But it, that's, it, was, it wouldn't be about that. It would just be about doing something I fancied doing that was very different than what I normally do. But do you know what I'd call your passion project? Felicity Fizz. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who doesn't know what Felicity, who Felicity Fizz is, she's a cartoon character I created on Instagram. Now, I haven't posted on her for, you know, page for quite a while because I just haven't had the time to keep her up for a bit because I've had a lot going on um but yeah bear in mind um if you don't know my work I'm a I'm a realism painter um and I paint a lot of glass and bottles and marbles that kind of thing and she is a cartoon character who spends a lot of time running around doing hoovering and things naked and (laughs) you never not in a distasteful way at all it's all very comical and I guess, yeah, you, you could say she was definitely a passion project because it was so far removed from what I normally did. I did her purely for the joy of it. And yes, I put her on Instagram purely because I think I started her when we were just about um, to go on to our first lockdown. And it was almost like um, being able to live a silly, um, amusing life outside of lockdown through drawing do you see what I mean so she would be doing things that oh, I wish I could do that <laughs> do you know what I'm saying yeah. so she's your light relief wasn't she She was so yeah she was definitely a passion project and also I'd call a passion project more like you were saying uh, you might want to go out and do a landscape painting like if you just went out and did a, a one-off landscape painting I wouldn't call that a project so much but Felicity Fizz is where you start this thing and you kind of build on it yeah but if someone had said to you, oh, I really like Felicity Fizz, you know, can we make her into a cartoon strip or X magazine or for a thingy? You'd probably go with it. Oh, I well, would. You? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think that is what uh, passion projects are good for. They take away the pressure or deadlines or fear in a resort or something. They give you a chance to try something maybe you've always wanted to do or you just suddenly get an inkling that you want to try something, you know, with, with a bit of purpose rather than just, oh, I think I might try painting landscapes sometime. It'd be like, do you know what? I'm going to set myself a little project and see if I can paint 10 landscapes this year. It's that, it's almost a little, a little goal without too much pressure. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. And, and you know, you're not going to put the same sort of time into it as what you would your usual things, of course. I mean, with Felicity Fish, she was like a 20-minute drawing every day of, or maybe an hour, you know, and whatnot. But And also, she's on Instagram. I, I wasn't going to push for loads of followers because that's I, the, my time was better spent on my usual Instagram for my own art. Do you see what I mean? But it was yeah, fun she getting was just her fun. out there. And, and also, you know, 
how can how could I build on her followers anyway, really? Because she she can't really do a lot of following because she's a cartoon tarot character. <laughs> oh, but you could you could follow her, so you're her. Can't uh, you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I have done that, but um, usually the people that she follows then I would follow on my personal one and kicking the creators and I'd be seeing everyone three times <laughs> so yeah so it's true. a bit like that but yeah no it's it's yeah you're not trying to make that a thing where you're going to get loads of followers or anything like that or lots of feedback from because it's not like that it's not there to do that but like you say at the end of the day it could happen yeah it's just that's like not it. the intention and I think where it differs from a challenge is for a challenge you'll tend to say Every day I'm going to do a drawing of this or every week I'm going to do a drawing of this. Whereas with a passion project, it might be more, oh, I'd like to get this done by in the next six months. Or do you know what I mean? It's much, I think it's much looser. It's no pressure. Yeah, it's, it's that no pressure thing, but it's a little bit of a goal for something you want to do. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's so important not to feel that everything you create should be something that will sell, you know. And, and like I said earlier, I, I I never really do that. I paint the things that I really love to paint, and obviously it's really great when it sells. But if I painted everything with the sole focus of being a sale at the end of it, I think it would show in the work because I'd be thinking, oh, you know if I paint that that's more likely to sell than if I paint this do you see what I mean and yeah and I, I, it stops you experimenting as well doesn't it yeah you know, if you want to try something slightly different I, I want everything I paint to be from my heart for want of a better way of putting it it's a bit cliche isn't it but not just with my pockets in mind I think that would actually spoil the process for me so you know I guess you could say that most of my art is a passion project in some ways because I don't rely on my art to make a living and when I sell my paintings it's a a brilliant feeling but it's not something that I have to stress too much over yeah um so yeah it's I mean there are artists out there who do rely solely on their art to make a living and so for those artists, you know, of course, they've got no option other than to think about the end game. You know, so for, the, for those artists in particular, I think it's even more important to have another outlet for their creativity. That's just about the joy of it with no pressure of a sale at the end of it, because it could get quite, um, I don't know, you, you could start just seeing it as a job and forget that you are a creative person and forget what you love about being a creative person. Yeah, I think personal projects are a really great way to be creative if your job isn't giving that creative satisfaction you need, whether that's as an artist, whether it's a, an, you know, you've got a non-creative job or a creative job. I, mean, I had theoretically a creative job for years, but mm. it wasn't giving me the creative outlet, you know, I needed. No. The same as you're saying about an artist who they, they've got this style that people are loving, but maybe they're, really feeling quite restricted in that style and I think that that opens up you know okay so so one day a week or half a day a week I'm allowed I'm going to have this little thing that I'm doing this personal project or something yeah I, I was thinking about someone say like an art teacher now quite often we get people joining our group and um when people join our group we ask of just a couple of questions just to make sure they're not going to be spamming and things like that don't we make sure they are who they say they are and I've noticed that quite a few people would say I'm an art teacher um but obviously I don't get to do the things I want to do for me and this will give me the you know an opportunity to to 
you know, concentrate a bit more on the things that I want to do as well. And so it must be quite hard to be an art teacher because although you're teaching what you love, you're not actually doing it for yourself. You're following a curriculum, which is pretty confining, I guess. So passion projects are really important for artists who spend the majority of their time teaching. Otherwise, it would be too easy, wouldn't it, to spend just time trying to inspire other people to create, uh, you know, art. But as a result, you know, you're losing that inspiration yourself. Um, But also, I think personal projects, they're a really good way to explore random ideas that pop into your head. You know, like the ones you get when you stick your head down the toilet, Tara. You get a lot of those, don't you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyone who's just, just, um, just found this podcast, a lot of Tara's ideas come when she's cleaning the bathroom. Do you know what that is, though, don't you? Well, Because you're so bored. Yeah, it's because I'm so bored. And also, when I'm cleaning the toilet, you should see me. I have my lovely earphone headband on. I come out at 70. I have my leg warmers on. No, I have my leg warmers on. But I could have my leg warmers on. So I was going to say, this sounds very 80s. <laughs> you have your marigolds on. Basically, I've got this headband that um, it's really for running that's got like these two earphones in the side and it's Bluetooth so I can leave my phone in the bedroom or whatever so I don't have to get that wet and it's cheap and cheerful this thing is so it doesn't matter and and I'm not going to put my head down whereas if you've got some nice you know nice little earbuds they fall in the toilet my headband's not going to fall off is it (laughs) so anyway we could have a sponsorship for those headbands yeah let's go for it (laughs) anyway yeah so yeah it's also because because not only the boredom but sometimes I listen to a podcast and they give me random ideas as well yeah yeah I know what you mean it's funny where ideas come from isn't it usually when they you're not trying to think of one I find that I find when I'm trying to think of an idea it doesn't come. But when, I, yeah. when I'm not trying to think, when I'm thinking of something completely different, then something else will filter into my head and I'll go, ooh, you know. But, they, you know, they, these kind of random ideas, they might not have any particular use at all other than the idea sounds fun. And I suppose that's just what I did when I started drawing Felicity Fizz, you know, bearing in mind that she's completely opposite to what I'm do, I do. It's it's just a light relief. Um there's no pressure and and if I say for instance if I as I do my realism paintings now if I did a bottleneck and the perspective was all wrong I would have to really I would stress about that I'd be like right something not quite right here and I'd have to work on that and work on it and work on it whereas I remember I remember one drawing I did of um of Felicity when I did a lot of lockdown stuff when you know that there was this thing about toilet roll wasn't there do you remember Oh yeah, yeah. And Shortage. I did, yeah. I did one of her blow drying <laughs> using a hairdryer, blow drying herself under her skirt, and but she had one leg in the air. But when I looked at, it, I thought, oh, I just realised I did, did one leg was like significantly longer than the other. <laughs> now, if that was something, did you photograph yourself so you could draw that? One? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could get my leg up that high. In my twenties, I could, but not now. But um, you know, I. I I now normally I would have thought if I was trying to think of oh someone's gonna discover Felicity and whatever I would have thought I need to draw that again but I need to make the legs in proportion I didn't I just thought well there it is I've had my fun drawing it yeah legs longer than the other she's a cartoon character does it matter no yeah stick stick it on Instagram it really doesn't matter and I did and I, I wasn't stressed about it thinking oh you know that it's not quite right it doesn't it didn't matter at all they're just they're just fun whereas you know if 
if I got something wrong in one of my paintings, well, then that would be a real problem for me and I'd need to make sure I got that right. Yeah, I mean, one thing I think we have a lot in our group, we're always hearing people who want to either write books or illustrate books. And I think something like a personal project or a passion project, sorry, is absolutely perfect for this because it it's kind of fits that... Oh, it's almost like a foundation around something, isn't it? Yeah. Instead of just being this airy fairy idea, that, oh, one day I'll uh, illustrate a book. It's like my project is to illustrate a book, and I hope that in the next six months I will, you know, achieve that. And if you want to, you could break that down into little goals and and stuff. But obviously, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Like I- I've done this personally. Do you remember that uh, mindfulness yeah. book? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, th- so that basically was a little passion project I didn't know if anything would come out I've got this little character it's all about mindfulness it's quite a like humorous thing and someone else sort of wrote the story to go with it and so my little goal for myself was to try and get a section of this done each I think it was each week I tried to do but there was no big pressure on myself so if I didn't complete it it didn't matter but it just gave myself a little kind of foundation for getting it done rather than just saying airy fairy oh yes I'll get that done one day it was that was my project and that was something I was focusing on at the time and I think that is a really good way to get a little project like that done I mean we've got loads of people doing poetry books as well haven't we yeah in our group anything like that it works so so well for yeah, I really like writing poetry. I haven't done one for a long time, actually. I've done since I was a kid. Oh, I have. We did it when we yeah, did our drunk challenge. we did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need to do some more things like that. Um, yeah, and the other thing as well about a passion project is that you just do it when you fancy, like you said earlier. You don't have to think, I need to do this today and I've got to do it by there. It doesn't have to be a deadline. You just do it whenever you fancy. And I think that's half the fun of it is the fact there is no pressure um you don't feel the pressure of fitting it in if you've got no time like a challenge I I guess you are held accountable to a degree aren't you you've you've committed to something and you want to get it done so even if no one else pressures you 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 would still pressure yourself and that is a good thing but it's also important to do things that there are no pressures and I feel like it's a looser it's a looser version of a challenge to me yeah yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not about, line, isn't it? it's, yeah, it's not about the accountability. It's not about putting it out there. Do you know what I mean? It's it's about yeah. not being accountable and not having to put it out there. It's basically about all the things that are used to be when you were a kid and not about the things as you, you know, they are when you are trying to pursue it seriously. It's going back to that childhood type thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, Another good thing that you can use a personal project for, <laughs> you'd hate this, but to learn how to do something new, like, for example, to learn how to use a piece of software. <gasps> God, we need, a sound, we need a sound effect there, don't we? But, <laughs> Sorry, what did you but, say? Were you saying something? <laughs> did you but, say something but, to do with software? Yes. Oh, okay. But, but say, for example, I know there's, there's a few people in our group and they want to learn how to do digital art Mm. and of course it's all very well but you can't just well you can try just picking up your computer or your ipad or whatever and just drawing away in some some app and it'll work you know to a certain extent but if you want to learn how to do that properly and know all the little 
uh, tricks and tips can't get that work can't get that out um then you you do need to learn it to some, some extent so what i like to do in that situation if i'm gonna learn something new is not just say oh i'm gonna go through all the tutorials that come with it because i find tutorials immensely boring so if you've got to get say, say there's a thing and it says oh we're going to show you how to draw a sphere and put shading on it no thank you very much i'm not going to do that so what i would do is i would say do you know what i'm going to make it a little project that i'm going to create a set of rabbits i don't know why i said rabbits i was going to say <laughs> okay goes goes with fashion projects somehow <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I won't talk about that. Yeah, anymore. let's not. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, but say, say, I was, so, all right, we'll say dogs instead. I'm going to create a set of cute dogs in this software that I'm learning. I think you should stick to rabbits. Okay, I'm going to create a set of cute rabbits in this software I'm learning. I think then, because you're creating something you want for you, it's not so tedious for a start, but also it forces you to. You'll start and then you'll get stuck. So then you have to look something up or Google it. And I just think it, having that proper task and something you want to do makes something a lot easier to learn. Also, I, you love learning new things as well, don't you? I do, yes. Yeah. I don't want... In, unless unless it's something that we want quickly. Yeah. And so there's pressure on me to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know what you mean. But also, you know, it. what I wanted to sort of like say in this as well we said earlier already that it's just for fun and not something we do with an end game in mind but that doesn't mean it can't potentially lead to unexpected opportunities like you said I mean this will never happen and uh, you know but (laughs) say Felicity Viz say say a a newspaper approach me oh yes we would want her to be our political whatever cartoon (laughs) I'd go yes of course and then I'd you know I, I would do that but so it, things can happen just because it hasn't doesn't mean to say something else it doesn't happen for other people or but and that's certainly not why I I put her up at all so so what are your sort of ideas of what else could happen like that then for a passion well, project I I've done things like I I learned how to use the basics of a 3D package because I, I want really want to know how to make like little 3D characters yeah, and I did some very basic ones. And they were very patched together because obviously I didn't know what I was doing. I was learning as I was going. But since then, I've managed to sell that as a skill, not to create 3D characters, but I've um, drawn up what an exhibition stand might look like and got paid for that. Right. Not not something that's not that bit's not the passion project. The passion project was the first bit, but it's taught me something that's then a usable skill that I can sell for something else. But obviously, if you got really good at it, you could sell it for the good stuff that you like doing but also I've done I've done weird little projects like um I've had ideas in my head for a fun project to a toy say so what I'll do is for fun I'll draw it up but then I think I'm going to pitch this to someone so I'll then I'll email it out to loads of people yeah and uh see if any pick it up and I've been to see different toy manufacturers and people in the past nothing's ever come of it but you don't know. It's just that one, isn't it? That one that picks it up in the end. You're not responsible for rabbits, are you? 
rabbits no no <laughs> i just knew that's what you mean do you know what i wish i was because i'd probably You'd be a millionaire, millionaire. yeah <laughs> yeah so so I, I suppose even if you are just having fun and and just doing something just for the hell of it you should never actually just think oh this is frivolous just because it's fun it doesn't mean it can't lead something you know to make it not fun anymore <laughs> Yeah, I think any new skill yeah. like that, because whatever you do, you learn something on the way. Yeah. And that new skill can always be used in, in different ways, can't yeah. it? Yeah. And, and I mean, I know, I remember I learned how to use the basics of Adobe Premiere for our video, you know, our silly videos. Yeah. So I decided I was going to learn that for that. And then since then, I've actually had a paid job. Yeah. Editing someone, you know, editing a video for someone. So, yeah, you just don't know where that's going to go. I mean, if you're, I suppose what I would say is ultimately if you're a professional artist or someone who is, you know, pursuing a professional career in art in some way, just make sure you don't lose touch with being creative just for yourself and for the fun of it. Because, you know, you want to remain an artist and not just become a a production line. And it's actually easy to kind of fall into that if, if you don't kind of look after that creative side of yourself you know the one that just wanted to do something for fun so try and get a balance between what you've got to do and and what you want to do as well but with what you don't have to do but you think oh I might try that do you see what I mean (laughs) have I just made a long way around of saying that yeah Yeah. with the things that spark your spark your I don't know what it is spark your what spark spark your rabbit Oh, you know, well, I think everyone knows what we mean. Yeah, so, I don't think they do, but there we go. <laughs> Just, and so are we, are we wrapped up on that I now? I think so. Did you, you, you finish your long-winded explanation? I did, <laughs> finally. Yeah. It's because I had that coffee in the morning just before I came on. Okay, so we've got now the answers to our previous question, which was a long time ago. And that question was, what is your greatest accomplishment? What is your greatest accomplishment in your art journey to date? You know, I said I had coffee earlier. Yeah. Did you have alcohol? (laughs) (laughs) No, I just, you know, I can't read things out unless it's something I'm chatting about. If I try and read anything out loud, it's a disaster. Get ready. We have so many answers. And and because we've had literally so many answers, we can't actually read them all out because it would be about an hour. (laughs) So, but we really appreciate everyone answering it. It's brilliant. But yeah, we we certainly can't read them all out this time, but you start, Tara. I I especially can't read them out because I'm not very good at it. (laughs) So we've got Dare Stevens. And he says, selling paintings for a fair market price and not feeling guilty about it instead of marking them at super cheap price. And I've got Teresa Joliffe not giving in to the criticism of friends who don't understand my five minute challenge and think they're just dark and depressing rather than seeing how I've used those five minutes to focus on myself, healing and rebuilding my confidence. Six more to reach 100. That is brilliant. Oh, she must have done it now. Yeah, well done, fantastic. Teresa. Well done. Uh, I've got Andy W. Art, and he says, it is a double-edged thing for me. My architectural sketches have helped people understand buildings and helped solve hundreds of problems over the years. Clients have asked for my sketches and involvement. The downside is I seem to have made other people a lot of money and advanced their careers. While it's kept me employed, I seem to have missed out on that. Oh, that is, yeah, that doesn't seem right, does it? No. No. So I've got Rick Fravor. Having my art in 
a gallery and actually having sold a few from said gallery. That's brilliant. Well done, Rick. I've got Mary Flynn and she says, my greatest accomplishment is that I've stopped comparing my art to other people's art. So important. So important. And I've got Kerry Caffin, who's actually a personal friend of mine and the one I'm going to the uh, Van Gogh Museum with tomorrow. And she says, I was exhibiting a few pieces and somebody just randomly gave me £75. He said, I want nothing. I love this drawing, but it won't fit in my house. And this is how how much you are underselling it for. And with that, he was gone. And I was so overwhelmed by his kindness. I mean, God. (laughs) Wow. That is... That is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, I wish someone would give me £75 for every picture that they don't want to take of mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, a tenner would be good. <laughs> yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah. But I've got art by Jackie P, and she says, One, selling enough paintings to buy materials to keep me going. What a high that is, but too rare. Two, gaining more confidence by posting on KITC and my Facebook page, and art is strong. Now, that was scary at first, but now I feel I can post even pieces I feel aren't much good. It's all experience. Number three, keeping at it almost every day so that everyone now knows me as an artist. And I feel I deserve that title, although I'm not making my living by it. Oh, you absolutely do deserve that title. She does, Yeah. yeah. Dolly Davey. I've written my first novel. And I wouldn't have had faith in my writing if it wasn't for the encouraging words that members of this group gave me for my poems. It all started here. Thank you. Do you know, I love that. I love that. And that's what the group is all about, isn't it? Yeah, just encouragement, isn't it? Yeah. I've got Catherine C. Slater and she says, beginning to learn to ignore worries about whether the finished artwork will be good enough and just enjoying the process. And I've got Michael Beckett. There's a couple of accomplishments I'm proud of, one an extension of the other. Once I figured out acrylic painting, I participated in some art shows and actually had some success selling a few paintings. That was the affirmation I needed to start calling myself an artist. Eventually, my disability made it impossible for me to paint the way I was painting and participate in shows anymore. It was devastating. Eventually, I picked up watercolours and started selling art cards on eBay. I so needed that encouragement. So yeah, proving to myself I was an artist at all and then being resilient enough to change how I made art and continuing to make sales, at least enough to buy extra art supplies. Those are my accomplishments. I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah. I've got Zoe hitchhikes and we always say, Zoe, you shouldn't be hitchhiking. (laughs) And she says, making a habit to do art almost every day. Yeah, and we can definitely help anyone with that, can't we? Um, Okay, Ms. B. Ryan, that I actually have an art practice where I show up for myself and spend time learning how to be free and truly me. I've got Imaginings by Karen and she says, finding the confidence to share the work warts and all learning so much from great podcasts like yours also karen has been i think rather modest here because she's done really well and exhibited her art in quite a few places so yes yeah yeah big clap for karen massive yeah um okay meerkat art well for me it's that i've always loved drawing and wanted to become an artist but i never believed in myself and didn't have the guts to pursue this dream but a friend convinced me and showed me some of my drawings to oh sorry showed some of my drawings to 
two writers. And well, I am going to have a third book published with my illustrations next year. And it all happened just a few months ago. It's something I'm really grateful for. And I wish other more talented people were so lucky as I am someday. And also, I'm glad I found Kicking the Creatives. I feel that I'm getting better every day by just trying to succeed in the daily challenge. It's been really fun. Thank you. Oh, that's so nice. So, so nice. Really lovely to hear. And I've got Artical5, and they say, gaining confidence, big smiley face. Now, I like ones like that. They're nice and short, and I can read them. Uh, Okay, what else have we got? Actually, oh, sorry, Runa Rang actually started an Insta page and Etsy thing and updating it. I love that, an Etsy thing. It's hard work and something I've wanted to do for 10 years and put it off until the pandemic. So that pandemic has had a few silver linings for some people, hasn't it, for sure, especially creative people, I think. And do you know what? That could have been your passion project. Yeah. Yeah. I've got Elipidotir. I'm sorry, I forgot that wrong. That I dared to share my creations with others and I don't hide it anymore. Good. Good for you. Definitely should share. Um, Jam... Oh, Jam L Rise, I think this is. I watched a lot of YouTube and tried lots of new techniques, allowing me to find the art that really speaks to me and reflects who I am as a creative. I've got Vivian Lee Art, sticking with it for many years now, despite those closest to me not appreciating it. And it's because I recognise what art does for me that I keep showing up for myself. That's so good. And we're going to leave it there, though, because we, we've got so many and we could just go on forever. So, yes, um, we have got a brand new question for you, um, which is list five words to describe your art. So list five words to describe your art. Nice and simple. OK, what about read you? those. What would, we? You, what would you have? Uh, what five oh, words? You always say this and I've never really, I've never really thought about it. Um, <laughs> uh I don't know because it's changing at the moment. So moody, big eyes, big eyes, that's two words. Eyes. Yeah. That doesn't really describe Maybe it. Maybe oh. what we should do is actually when we read out the questions next year, uh, next year, <laughs> next week, uh, well, when we do the next podcast, um, I should list five words to describe your art and you should list five words to describe mine. Okay. Yeah. That way. All right then. Yeah, that's easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as always, you can tweet us your answers at Kick Creatives or let us know in the Facebook group, which if you haven't joined, I really suggest you do. Lots of people share in there and there's no judgment and lots of encouragement. Uh, we'll put the question up there and also on the Facebook page and, of course, on our Instagram page, Kicking the Creatives. Yeah, and don't forget, if you enjoy what we do and you'd like to help support Kicking the Creatives, you can now do so by buying us a coffee and you can find the link on our website. And we really want to say a big thank you to our latest Kofi supporters. And we've got Lisa Montanero. Uh, she says, thank you for the laughs and inspiration. You ladies are the best. Tom Yates. Thank you, Tom. Karen Moyn. Well, I can't say it. Moynihan. Thank you, Karen. Uh, Katerina Dudek. Merry Christmas, girls, which makes me laugh now because Christmas seems like forever ago already. It does, yeah. Um, Carla Hawke, I I found out about you in October, I think. You have made such a difference in my life. I'm actually drawing or doing something arty every day. You provide encouragement and and motivation. So thank you. Uh, We've also got Gabriella Pop. Again, Merry Christmas and thank you for everything. Adrian, another Merry Christmas here, but she says... Merry Christmas from Digit. 
Um, that was her little character, wasn't it? Yeah, she, she was made that with a fingerprint, which was so cute. Jackie P, thanks so much, Jackie. Helen Pericave, happy Christmas, ladies, and many thanks for the lovely community you've created. Yours is easily the nicest corner of the internet. Oh, love that. I've got Michael Beckett, and he says, Merry Christmas, ladies. Looking forward to the new challenges and the podcast, and of course, the community in the new year. And I've got Mary Nestler, and she says, Love what you're doing. I've got Joanna Brown. Thank you, Joanna. Marsha Furman. Thank you, Marsha. Andrea Hermanson. Well, I have no idea how much £3 is, but I hope it helps. Thanks for the hours of hour of artful entertainment. Then I've got Julia or Jules. She says Poplawski. I hope Pop- I've got that right. Poplawski, perhaps. Poplawski. Love your podcast and your challenges. Thank oh, you so yeah. much to all of you. Yeah, yeah. And we hope that gave you the kick in the creatives you needed. And don't forget to pop over to our website at kickinthecreatives.com to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges. And of course, there you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we'd be really grateful if you'd leave us a little review on whatever platform you listen to us on or even just a star rating. It all helps. So um, we really appreciate those. And don't forget to check out the courses that we've got. If you go onto our website, we've got a courses page there. And we've got one on Neo Colours. And we've also got another one where we're a guest, well, I'm a guest on Let's Face It 2022, which is a portrait, um, what do you call it? Portrait drawing course throughout yeah. the year. Yeah, we also got some um, friends who've got courses that we're sharing on there as well. So check those out. And we've also got a YouTube channel. We do. Creative YouTube. We do, and we'll have some more courses coming up from you from ourselves, so look out for those. Anyway, that's it for now, and we will catch up next time. Yep, see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. I did it with someone else, but my sort of little goal for myself was to try and get a section. Oh, God. Can you hear that? <laughs> Is that your phone? Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I forgot to put, I forgot to put, do not disturb on. Oh, perfect blooper. <laughs> oh. Oh. I thought it was going too smoothly. I put it on do not disturb. It's, it's your, going. your printer that does this. I haven't even got my phone in this. I can't. I can't turn it off. I'll oh, just let it ring off. La 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 la. <laughs> now, now it's probably going to bip. That there's now. A... And now you're going to forget where you were. <laughs> I am. Do not disturb. I put it on now. Sorry about that. Sorry, everybody. That's okay. I'm going to have to edit <laughs> that out, though. <laughs> yeah. Where was I? 